going, guys? Evolutionary.org podcast to your way. Steve Smee here and Rick, episode 303. You ready for this one, Rick? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. So right off the bat, coronavirus. We're doing uh, another coronavirus episode, this one and the next one. If you haven't checked out our last two, great, great to listen to, guys. Very entertaining. I recommend uh, listening to those as well. So let's first, before we get into it, let's talk about today, um, the stats. Um, and we're filming this episode on the uh, 18th, going into the 19th of March. And as of now, Italy is still blowing up, guys. Uh, they have 4,200 new cases today, 500 new deaths. So there's still, the trajectory is not doing well. Iran is also out of control. Spain is really, really ramping up. They have 3,000 new cases. Germany is really ramping up. They have 3,000 new cases. And of course, in the United States, it is blowing up here as more and more people get tested. We're not testing a lot of people yet. A lot of these states don't even have test kits. Um, so, but it is in all 50 states in the U.S. And France is also bad. So, um, but in the United States, um, New York had 1,300 new cases today. Washington State had 175 new cases. Third is California. They had 141 new cases. New Jersey has had the fourth most total cases, and they have over 160 new cases. Florida, Illinois, Louisiana, and Massachusetts are the next ones um, with the most cases, but it is blowing up. It seems to be um, New York, a lot of New Yorkers uh, flew to Florida, gave it to Floridians. So it's kind of spreading all around the country. 50 states, Rick. Now 50 states have officially coronavirus. The last state to, to log a coronavirus case was West Virginia. But the senator today uh, from West Virginia straight up just said, look, we don't even have test kits here. So he's like, you know, just saying we have one case is very ignorant because we have more cases. So what do you think about that, Rick? And then we're going to kind of dive into our topics. What do you think about the way it's blowing up? Is it going the way you thought it would? Well, it's the states that report the most cases are Seattle and New York. And they're in that 30 to 50 line that we discussed on the, the last couple of podcasts. New Jersey too. New Jersey as well. I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that this theory stands and and the weather will will make it go away um it seems the chinese have a vaccine now there is just so much information out there now that is hard to you know it's hard to digest at all but apparently there were reports coming out of china that they have a, a vaccine and they're going to be a mass producing it do you hear this steve i have not but i think we're going to talk about that on the next a podcast that we're going to film so you guys can listen to that one when it comes out soon and if it's already out but we're definitely going to dive into that one but um you know that's very interesting i've not heard i've i kind of heard something like that but it's not definite so hopefully it gets shared also germany is is progressing very rapidly at developing a vaccine and the and i know the united states wanted to steal it away from them but they're uh they're protecting it because they don't trust the united states to <laughs> to, to get a hold of it and not share it so hopefully whichever country comes up with it can uh can share it you know yeah absolutely uh, i think it'll um i think it'll go away uh earlier than we 
than we all expect. I think the vaccine is going to be a lot ready. And if you listen to the last couple episodes, this is a much more updated episode. I'm, we're we're going to try to upload to get 303 and 304 up within 24 hours of, of the recording because 301 and 302 took a little bit of time to get up and some of the information was already a little bit outdated by the time you guys heard it. So uh, we're really going to try it as we follow this Corona thing. Um, we're going to try to just upload these episodes right away as soon as we, we get them. So uh, we can, so, so you guys can get the information right away. You know, um, I was talking to my mother. Um, you're right there, Steve. Don't start scaring me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing a little bit. Um, yeah. I hear so, um, so I was speaking to my mom yesterday uh, and she said, you know, come to think of it. I think I had this already. My mother works at a clinic you know, so she, back in December, she had something that seemed like a, a flu, she thought, but she'd had a flu shot. So she had like a fever, really, really dry cough, and then she had shortness of breath. She went to the doctor on three separate occasions during this time. She, you know, she had to be out of work for, for about a week. And uh, she says that a nurse had it, then my mother got it then kind of every all, all of the staff at the hospital kind of had it and um the mayor of new york was uh was doing a, a facebook thing a couple of days ago and my mom sent me some screenshots of people bringing it up and saying hey th this was here before we've had this you know at the time back in december of uh 2019 when my mother was going through these symptoms they uh, tested her for the flu and came up negative, no, no flu. And doctors didn't know what it was, but it wasn't like the men in black showed up and tested her to see what was going on. Doctors just kind of wrote it off as just a patient with, with unexplained uh, source of these symptoms, some kind of virus, but they didn't know what, and it wasn't escalated to anything. And a week later, she was kind of back to work and she was, she was fine. Hmm. And yes, and I actually... I'm on Facebook uh, pretty active on a lot of different uh, bodybuilding and, and supplement and, and nutritional groups. And a lot of guys are sounding off saying, hey, we've had this the last few months. People have been getting sick. Now, there's a lot of travel from China to New York, a ton. So before this became a thing, before people started getting quarantined, it just is not it's not crazy to think that somebody went back and forth and, and carried it. And maybe the temperature wasn't just right at the time back in, back in November, December, whatever, to, for it to really propagate the way it's doing now. But it seems like the, like the environment is just right. So now one thing for everybody to keep in mind is this. Those at danger are really older folks and people with pre-existing conditions, smokers, those are the people that are really at risk of actually perishing from this. Most of us, God willing, will make it out of this with just a, a few symptoms, maybe being in bed for three or four days for the worst of it, and we'll be all right. So while I think that people at risk should really try to stay home, I think for the most part, most of us are just should just take precautions and try to go about about our our daily lives. 
Some of these jobs and companies where they could let people work from home, I think that's great. But I'm a little bit worried about just industry and the economy shutting down over this. And you'll hear me say it on, on the last podcast on 302 that I was happy to see the government and people and the media kind of responding to this and, and kind of, you know, getting us ready for, for when we do have a, a major bug on our hands that's really killing everybody so that we can at least practice for maybe that day. But it's going a little bit overboard now too with the way things are, are getting shut down and some of the restrictions. Really, at least when you compare it to some of the other bugs we've had in the last few years that weren't taken as serious. So maybe a little bit of overreaction, I think really the containment should be to those people that test positive, the, the real kind of stay at home, you know, kind of quarantine should be for those at risk. But I think for the most part, most people, as long as you wear something over your, your, your mouth and, and you wash your hands and you don't touch your face with your hands. And I think most of us will either not get it. And those that do, it'll just make your immune system stronger stronger for the next fight you know some of it is going a little bit overboard and businesses are going to go out of business uh businesses are going to get into debt with the banks um businesses too, are going to shut down too late rick too late this is already yeah. happening yeah yeah I mean, it's are, it's the, the damage has been done like no matter what even if they find a vaccine tomorrow the damage is done um and we're going to talk about that in in part two for sure we're, we're going to definitely get into talking economic um i would definitely want to get into some of the economic stuff and update you guys on what's happening. i've been i've been really i've been really fortunate that because the need to build muscle brand because we focus on on health supplements and all of our supplements are to help you be healthy within you know an unhealthy lifestyle like steroid use a lot of people are, are picking up our products and, and using them uh for for this because they're worried about the virus. So I'm not even speaking personally. I think we're, we're, we're going to be doing okay, but I'm worried about every other business out there that is employing yeah. Americans that is employing people every day. This response has gone just a little bit too far. I think, I think everybody should be able to kind of go about their business wearing their face mask. And if you see somebody older out there, then, they're the ones who should be staying home. They're the ones who should have family come and bring them food, groceries, whatever, and people at risk. Those people need to need to stay stay home. And people that have been tested and identified as having the virus, maybe they need some containment, some help. But it's going too far and it's going to put businesses out of business. And that's going to be the real, I think, looking back, that is going to be the real, uh, the real casualty the economy and the, with this virus because dude it's, it's too late the economy yeah. is done bro we're going into deep recession five to ten percent uh shrinkage damage is done bro just look at the stock market we we've lost everything um over the past um since 2017 basically uh three years worth of gains in the stock market are gone and that fast in a month airlines are all going under none of them are going to survive this restaurants bars clubs um they're just going to shut down i mean there's no there's no doubt about it and then you know in the end though a good businessman will go in there and buy these 
you know, distressed assets for a good price and, and then they'll come back. It's just a cycle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, a lot of these, we're seeing retail, retail companies. I, you know, I, you know? I knew this, but it can get a lot worse. Uh, we're talking about really, really bad. Like even, oh, yeah, there's even your favorite, your favorite neighborhood restaurant might either be gone oh, or deeply in debt. Half the, half the Dow stocks, if the worst case scenario this summer, half the Dow stocks will have to be nationalized. I'm talking about the Dow 30, the blue chip companies in the Dow 30. Like, you know, these are the top companies in the world. They'll have to be nationalized. Um, we're going to have, um, you know, basically they can't survive. It'll be a complete devastation because the debt that these companies carry, they're dependent on being open to function. And if they got all this debt and they can't pay back the bank, then the bank is, you know, that they have no choice but to go, go under. So they'll, and they're too big to fail. So they have to be nationalized um, in Europe already because they've been through this type of thing many, many times over the past hundred years. You may not know this, Rick, but their banks are actually nationalized. So basically the banks basically serve as uh, GSEs. Um, the government serves, the banks are GSCs to the government. Just like how in the United States, we have the post office, the USPS, it's not government owned, but it is government sponsored entity. So the United States Postal Service doesn't have to worry about ever going under because they have the government kind of backing them up, but they're not government run. That's how it is in Europe with banks. So if that's the case, um, anyone who owns stocks in these companies, they're going to be basically, you use your stocks as toilet paper because if that happens, because if any company goes, becomes nationalized, it's basically worthless. So um, we're going to see that happen. It, worst case scenario, guys, if this thing doesn't turn around. But we're going to get into that in part two. Um, what do you say we get into the topics and uh, hit these topics first, Rick? And then we'll talk more about this in part two. Sound good? Let's hit it. Let's go. All right. So the first one is how long can coronavirus survive on surfaces? So um, this is really cool. Uh, it was an NIH study that just came out today, guys. Um, basically, aerosols, the coronavirus can survive up to three hours. An aerosol is basically like an air particle, okay, in the air. Copper, a copper surface, four hours it can survive. Cardboard like a cardboard box. Let's say you're at the post office, someone coughs into their hand and touches the box, then you grab the box, 24 hours, it can survive. Plastic and stainless steel is up to two to three days. It can survive. So think about that. Um, anytime you go out, anytime the post office delivers something to you, you really got to make sure you wash your hands. What's your thoughts on, on that, Rick? Um, we'll kind of get into, what do you think? Uh, stay, Plastic and stainless steel, two to three days. Cardboard, up to 24 hours. Copper, up to four hours. What are some copper examples? And an aerosol, up to three hours. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's the reason why it spreads so quickly. It's because it has uh, this long survival time out in the environment for a long, long time. And it's being spread by people that don't even know have it. Um, Again, to bring it back into context, most of us who can and do and will get it will recover from it just fine. We have to be real careful with the older members of the population, people with pre-existing conditions, people whose health is already compromised in some way. Those are the ones that we need to really help out in our family, community, circle of friends, whatever it might be. 
But for the most part, we'll be fine. Just wash your hands, wear latex gloves, keep extra pairs in your pockets, wear a face mask, you know, wear, wear shop glasses if you're really worried about aerosol into your eyes. And then just go about your business the, as much as you can. Workshop, whatever you need to do. This one is just not that serious for our economy to shut down over this one. That, that's sad to see. And it's going to get a lot worse if people government and the governments kind of keep overreacting. The so, government um, hasn't overreacted. That's the problem. If they would have overreacted to start, we wouldn't be into this mess. They took six. We to get we get we get bugs like we get bugs like this that get people sick and do kill some people, but they don't shut the economy down the way this did. It's it's like not the appropriate reaction, in my opinion. Yeah. Not for we'll this. We'll know. One. We'll know though. We'll know as a, as time goes on how much of a reaction was. But like. Um, Dr. Fauci said, he's been saying that the past few days, it's better to overreact than to underreact. Because if, um, but I mean, if half the population in the United States gets this, and we're talking about among old people, we're talking about 10 to 15% death rate. I mean, that's going to wipe out a lot of people, bro. What's, and what's sad about it is, um, like we were discussing, China already has a, a vaccine. It's already in clinical trials. So it seems like we tank the economy for nothing. We'll see. We'll watch the stock market in the coming days, see how the stock market reacts and we'll see, uh, see what happens there. But yeah, this is definitely something we're going to talk about in part two for sure. I want to kind of go over all the industries and tell you guys what's happening this way. If you guys work in those industries, you'll kind of get um, what's, you know, how your industry is faring through all this. We might get, we might get, we might get lucky where, technological, just with the innovation, everything from cryptocurrency to more people working from home to just more uh, capabilities of people to run their own businesses now. Now, today, more than ever, I think it, it should have disrupted the boom and bust business cycles yeah. to a good degree to the point where some of this value that was kind of just ghosted out and it was there and, and you had to have the right... Uh, be the right people in the right position to find that value and, and exploit it. It now just a kid in, at home with, with his computer can just tap, tap into that value, whatever it might be, just demand or the market or, or whatever. It, it's, it's democratized the economy a, a little bit, <laughs> not a lot. So I do think that, that we're going to see, uh, even though the economy is where, where it's at right now, the way it's going to recover might be unprecedented. It might be something we haven't seen before in a way we haven't seen before because innovation has moved and shifted things uh, along so fast. So just well, I mean, it's a good thing that we have technology where we can work from home because uh, when the flu influenza outbreak in the early 1900s happened, people could not do that. People could not work from home. So at least we can do that. We can talk like we're doing now because me and Rick are, are, you know, we're not doing this show in the same room. We're doing this show far away because I don't want to give Rick something, you know, I don't care about me. I care about Rick. Like I said, last episode, I don't want to get Rick's kid sick. He's got three kids and a baby mama like to pay alimony to. So I don't want to <laughs> fuck that up. I feel guilty if I got him sick. So we're not together. Rick and I are not together. We're doing this very far apart. We're at least eight foot apart. So social distancing guys. Remember that. Speaking of that, Rick, Jim, 
this guy wrote in, he says his gym is closed and he's on cycle and he's like flipping out. So what's your advice to this guy? We should all have some weights at home by now. You know, at least, you know, we, we all should. And if you don't, body weight exercises. I could go over some in this podcast and try to describe them, but dude, there are a ton of uh, YouTube channels with all these body weight exercises. You can use your seats, you can use whatever. What's great is that when you make your home the gym, you can actually do like some pretty intricate workouts two a days and fit in around your schedule. Just get creative. Just do something before breakfast, something in between breakfast and lunch, and then something before bed. If you're already working out at home and you don't have to prepare anything and leave your location to go work out, but you're at home, just kill it. Kill every body part best you can. The only thing is most people will be limited on the amount of, of weight they have at home. Usually at the gym, you, you just put on as many plates as you, as you want. But at home, we all have a limited set. Most of us do at least. But besides that, I mean, you know, work out with your, with your old lady you know, brothers, whatever, body weight exercises. It's a ton of stuff you can do. Just, you know, take the muscle to failure. Just do it. I mean, there's really nothing to, I got nothing to say about it, dude. Just YouTube, Google, workouts at home, workouts with a seat, dumbbells at home, barbells at home, and just keep it going. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop my cycle because of this. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't go into PCT because of this. I would just, I look at it as, as, a, as an opportunity to completely switch around the way that I work out, completely switch things up. And you'll see once you are forced to drastically change the way you train because of, of this gym close situation, you might find new exercises, new angles and new ways of, of working certain muscles that, Maybe we'll begin to have some good progress, even though they haven't showed they haven't showed remarkable progress in in a while. You'll you'll notice something at work, and, you, and you'll pick up some new tricks that now, when the gyms open back up, you'll go back in and apply. So just keep it going. There's really nothing to, nothing to say. I'm looking at my dumbbells here as I'm speaking to you guys right now. There's nothing to say. Just hit it. If you need any ideas, I was on YouTube today looking for for ideas. If, if there were any. Uh, exercises I hadn't I hadn't noticed and just do it I, I I decided to stop going to the gym after after we recorded uh podcast number 302 I was going to the gym no problem and then I after recording that podcast I realized it's probably time to just stay at home just because although I, I know and I think I'll be fine I'm just not really confident that I can be off in bed for four or five days i need to i got stuff to do so it's just not i'm going to try to just avoid it i'm going to try to be be legend on this one and just not get it at all that's that's the that's the game plan is is to you know it's the will smith this shit and just not get it um because i just don't want to be sick and in, and in bed for, for for days under any circumstances yeah i mean i agree i'm but I uh, want to get a different angle. Let's say you're about to start your cycle or you're just started your cycle. You know, in that situation, it's probably better for you just to stay the steroids till you're, you know, you got everything at your disposal because 
you know, you never know what can happen. You can have issues right now. It could have a relative get sick. You could lose your job. You could this, and it may interfere with your cycle. So I would wait till things blow over. But if you're in the middle of your cycle or toward the end of the cycle, I agree with Ray. Just go ahead and finish it. Um, what I'm doing, I stopped going to the gym early. Um, my, um, I had one gym close. They were going to stay open and they put out, a, you know, the thing on Facebook or whatever. We're cleaning everything after hours. We're making sure everyone washes their hands when they come in and all this bullshit. And then like a couple of days later, they said, you know what, due to this, we're going ahead and close temporarily. And, you know, we're, we're um, halting your membership. So don't worry, you know, we'll credit you, blah, blah, blah. So they did the right thing. And at another gym, it's staying open which is not the right thing to do um, because the gym is basically a, a Petri dish um, for, for the spread. So um, I, I'm just blown away that they would keep the gym open. But yeah, even if your gym is open, guys, do not go to the gym right now. Um, that's one of the things um, you're going to be spreading it and it's going to be spread to you. Um, very, very easily at the gym. It's a very, very dirty place to go. Uh, public bathrooms, I would not go to a public bathroom as well. But what I'm doing, and just like Rick said, um, you're opening up a Pandora's box of opportunity when you figure out ways to work out without going to the gym. Um, an example would be bicycling. Um, I, I haven't even took my bicycle out of the closet in like a year, but now I'm bicycling like every day. I'm, um, I have weights at home that I've been gathering dust that I'm messing with. Um, I can just go in my backyard and do a lot of body weight exercises like push-ups, different types of stretching. I can do um, sit-ups. I can do, um, you know, lunges. There's all kinds of things you can do. So um, it's really been, been a lot of fun just um, kind of going it that way. And I also have a buddy of mine, he has a garage and he's got a lot of rubber weights in his garage. So, you know, I've been going there and kind of powerlifting. I haven't done that in a while um, because of my injury. So I've been doing a lot of cleans and squats and, and, and all that stuff. Um, having a lot of fun with that. So there's, there's all kinds of ways to kind of get around uh, the gym, gym closing. But even if your gym is open, um, I don't recommend going at all. Um, right now, I do not recommend it until this thing blows over. Yeah, I mean, I stopped going, but I'm worried for those gyms too. You know, a lot of those are local gyms, kind of hardcore local two or three location gyms are going to be in real trouble or in real debt. And uh, again, I, I, I don't know if I, we're, we're going to see what, what happens. Well, it's still collecting there. memberships, yeah. right? They're still collecting yeah. memberships. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, well, um, 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 I follow and um, a ton of gyms on, on Facebook, a lot of them, a lot of local gyms all over, all over the country and stores. So I see what these guys post up every morning. Um, and uh, a lot of them are talking about it in some of the owners groups. Are they closed? Are they closed? Are most of them closed or they're staying open? Um, most of the small kind of, Hardcore gyms around the country are staying open as of me checking a, a few days ago, but some have started to close. But a lot of the, you know, mom and pop shops are really just are just staying it open and people are just washing their hands and, and taking precautions. And, you know, but most of them that, that I can tell are, are you know, kind of staying open, at least the ones I'm following. Some have closed, though. 
So, I mean, it's Jim, Jim is a perfect place to, to, to catch it, if, if you will. It's, it's really not. It's well, a what, I, what did I say at the start of the show, right? Stainless mm-hmm. steel. Isn't that what a bar is? Stainless yeah. Steel? Two yeah, to three days. It's two absolutely. to three days on a stainless steel. So if someone absolutely. touches that and you go touch it. And, you, and you've got to be really consistent and not touch your face, not touch your face with your damn hand as you work out. Yeah, it's tough. Is it, what are the bars made of? Is it stainless steel or copper? What, I don't even know. It's uh, iron, aren't they? I, I don't know. But I mean, would iron count as, as stainless steel? Or I'm not really sure. Let me, maybe let me, yeah. maybe let me, one of your, uh, one of the listeners can, uh, who are, who are uh, chemists or uh, engineers can answer that. Yeah. Uh, I'm Googling it. Yeah. But I mean, either way, copper is four hours. Cast iron. So, so most, uh, most of the time, barbells and dumbbells are made of cast iron. Some are, so, some, some are also made from stainless steel, but more uh-huh. rarely. So would that, would that count as what you think? Would that still be two, three days? I mean, the way the gyms are and people touching the same bar over and over again, you, I don't think you need two, three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. That's true. You see them cleaning and, and, you it know, maybe once a week. They'll, once a week, they'll come by and clean all yeah, the Yeah. If you, if, if, you, if you want it like the perfect situation where you have a bunch of metal surfaces everywhere and people like huffing and puffing away and liquids pouring out of them, gym, gym's about the right spot. I mean, I, I feel bad for, for gyms all over the place. I'd hate to see, you know. Look, if some of these gyms have to suspend membership for a couple of months uh, because people won't, aren't attending, that's two months that they're not able to charge people. I mean, that's impactful for, for any small business. I think a lot of people who have contracts are, are saying, you know, hey, you know, this is bullshit. Oh, those contracts have to get paused, yeah. Look, nobody would would renew i mean the, the customer complaints would be crazy if people are are made to pay while the gym is closed right this, but if the gym is open right now and they're saying you know this is a hazard i don't want to work out here i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure any sensible gym is going to let people pause their membership yeah. a lot of them are not sensible yeah. that i've a lot of them are not sensible that i've been because because, you know? because i mean if, if you're traveling and you bring in your plane ticket or whatnot you know or if you're moving away and you could prove it, I mean, most of them are, will work with you. They'll pause your membership. Even if you're on a contract, if, yeah. if, you, if you're traveling, I go, I go to the media, I'd be like, look, this fucking gym won't, you know, won't I think, I think with, with so many choices in gyms, I think re- customer relationship is really important unless they're real idiots or they're like the only shop in town. They're going to let their members uh, pause the membership because they, they want to avoid exposure. I just don't see anybody being that, dumb to to cause such a, a customer support headache for themselves to tell people well we're open if you don't come it's, it's on you that's <laughs> your contract says one year yeah like this look it, this situation and with and with gyms uh being so darn competitive now whether you even have fitness studios you know competing with gyms and then you have uh, and then you have the hybrid you know big supplement store with a gym, and then you have hybrid MMA, uh, jujitsu gyms with weights on them too. So much competition with gyms that you've gotta, you've gotta, you've gotta create that relationship with the customer. So I think most places are gonna are gonna work with the customers and take the loss and take the loans and and figure it out later on. But some gyms might take the loans and it'll just 
it'll just go into next year, next year, next year sheets, and they might not recover from it. A lot of a lot of small businesses are gonna are gonna close. It's, it's pretty pretty bad, pretty tough. And this uh, wasn't, and this 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 one wasn't even that bad, guys. <laughs> this one wasn't even that bad. Um, compared to every, you know, wasn't that bad compared to everything else we've had over the last few years for it to collapse the economy this way. It's, it's not no bueno, man. Yeah. Um, so speaking of dickhead behavior, uh, let's, let's talk about a story that came out from Tennessee, a man, he hoarded 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer. Basically before this, um, when this first started, he basically thought of the idea he thought he would be a clever businessman. I guess when you're a psychopath, you find these types of ways to make money, I guess. And you think this is a good idea, but he actually drove around in his truck all around Tennessee and even neighboring States. He hoarded 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer. And right now in my town, you can't find hand sanitizer. And if you go to the drugstore or Walmart or whatever, it's all sold out. So this guy thought it was a good idea to hoard all this stick it in his garage and then sell it on Amazon for like $70 a pop. Um, and so this guy uh, ended up selling a bunch and then Amazon finally shut down his account because they said, you can't, you know, you can't sell this stuff. Basically Amazon stepped in, even eBay stepped in. They're not letting people do this, you know, sell masks and sell sanitizer and stuff online to try to profit off of it. And now he got a bunch of death, death threats and all this stuff. Really, the backlash was unbelievable. And all along, you know, he thought he was, you know, just being clever by, by doing this. So, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people need this stuff. I mean, they need the, these hand sanitizers. Um, you know, any business where you're, you're, you know, touching stuff all day and dealing with customers, you got to be able to to, you know, use the hand sanitizers to, to wash your hands so you can kill the virus if it gets on your hand. So, um, you know, what's your thoughts on this one, Rick? I'm sure you heard this story. Yeah, a lot of uh, people do this. They buy items at dollar stores and small chain stores and sell them for a profit on Amazon. It, it was kind of opportunistic, the fact that he did that. And I think I saw the news story. If it's the same guy I'm thinking about in the news story, had his garage full of, of hand sanitizer. He got to sell some at just a ridiculous markup, 40, 50 times what he bought it for. Ridiculous. And Amazon came down on it. Look, on the one end, it's kind of the free market. He just did it in a scumbaggy way opportunistically. But that's why, you know, a bottle of water will cost, you know, 30 cents at a, at a store or it'll cost $5 at some show or some concert. You might pay $10 for a bottle of water if, if you're a decent dining place. So it's just, I mean, look, it's capitalism. I can kind of see that part. Can people get mad at him? Yeah, he's opportunistic. He's trying to really profit from from the problem so i can see a lot of people being upset at him but there are people doing that now in the stock market he's getting the finger pointed at him because of the way he did things but there's a ton of people right now 
of making some are losing a lot of losing but some people are, are making are going to make a ton of money because of this crisis they just we just won't know about them and they'll make millions so it's you know on the one hand we're not going to get mad at the wall street cats and and all the investors that are gonna they're gonna play the the, the ride back up because the market is going to go back up to make a ton of money but we're gonna shit on this guy for selling some hand sanitizer I don't know about all of that. I, I you're a free look, market. I look, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, but, but, but on the same token, got, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, happy wait, Amazon, look, 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 on the same token, I'm, I'm kind of glad Amazon didn't, didn't go for it. Amazon real, you know, chopped them down. You think he's going to keep the money though? He made off, off of there? Or is Amazon going to make him forfeit it? How does that work? I, I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know what, what is going to happen with this particular case and account, but I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So we go through. We go through this whenever we have a hurricane. Um, you know, in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, whatever. Whenever there's a Louisiana, whenever there's a hurricane hit um, or coming, we get people price gouging. And um, the thing is, it's illegal. It's illegal to price gouge. This guy actually broke the law. Um, even in Tennessee, which you know, I'm sure a lot of their laws are, you know. But yeah, you're, you're more of a finance guy than I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're so, by so far a much not finance guy. So I had no, I had no idea how the law really played into that. Yeah, and and the thing is, when there's a, a state of emergency declared, you cannot price gouge. That's that's the law. So he's basically um, looking at a fine of a thousand per violation. So um, if he did it, if he had seventeen thousand seven hundred <laughs> hand sanitizers and he sold all of those. Multiply that by a thousand. That's that's what his fine is looking like. If he had if he had sold them all, so he could now say, what, 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 at what point is price gouging determined? Meaning, uh, because like I said, a bottle of water can be thirty cents, twenty five cents at, at Costco, but then if, if you are at a at a concert, it can be five dollars. Oh yeah, like go to Disney. how many? Where, where is the, where is the where is the price gouging range? Like 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 how much more could he have sold it for before it became price gouging? Where it just became kind of a supply and demand, acceptable supply and demand price, and then goes over to price gouging. How, how is that determined? Because when there's a um, when there's it says here, this is what the attorney general of Tennessee said. He said, "We will not tolerate price gouging in this time of exceptional need, and we will take aggressive action to stop it." And then it followed up, and it said, "Tennessee's price gouging law prohibits charging grossly excessive prices for a variety of items, including food, gas, and medical supplies." After the governor declares a state of emergency, the state can fine people up to a thousand per violation. So that's uh, that was the thing, and uh, the the governor of Tennessee declared a state of emergency on March twelfth. But at what point? So, but yeah, that that's I guess I, oh, if, I guess because yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the, this is a whatever. state of emergency, right? So then, because it's a but state even, of emergency, even even without a state of emergency, even on those types of things, like if someone charged bottle water a hundred dollars for a bottle of water, they they would be breaking the law because that's an excessive amount to charge bottle water. But if it's you go to the airport and a Fiji water at the airport is like what eight bucks, nine bucks at the airport, that's yeah, not excessive. Yeah. But if it was a hundred bucks they were charging you, that, that would be so, it. So price gouging, it can be done even in times of not. Yeah, see, I don't, yeah. I don't see, know about see all that. that. In, Florida, in Florida, we have people selling generators for like 15,000 that costs like 2,000. That's price gouging. Like on Craigslist, people get busted for that all the time and they, they come and arrest your ass for that. 
So yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's a thing. Like, so even though we're a capitalist country and free market and all this stuff, it gets to the point where, you know, so, so if I'm, so if I'm in Florida or a hurricane is coming, let's say, and there are no generators at any stores. And let's say I decide I'm going to evacuate, but my neighbor decides he's going to ride it out. And I tell my neighbor, dude, I'm out of here. Um, and then he says, can I buy your generator? And I go, well, I need, you know, like 10K to have on my pocket in case this thing gets bad. Give me 10K, I'll give you my generator. And he goes, yeah, let's do this. And I evacuate, I give him my <laughs> generator. Am I price gouging at that point? I mean, it depends on the generator. If the generator costs you five grand, you sell for 10 Yeah, let, let, let's, say, let's, let's say the generator was, you know, a cheap couple thousand bucks and I sold it for 10,000 and the hurricane's coming. I think that would be price gouging for sure. That would be price yeah, gouging? I think, I think but but what, if I, what, if, what if I said, look, I don't want to sell my generator, leave my shit alone. And he goes, I'll give you four. I don't want to sell it. I'll give you eight. I want to sell it. I'll give you 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> what if he bid it up? Is that still price gouging? I don't, yeah, that's a good point. You know, look, look, yeah. let's, look I, I personally wouldn't, wouldn't try to profit off of, a, off of a crisis. I don't, I wouldn't try to sell hand sanitizer. If I was going to do anything, I'd probably uh, buy it and, and give it to people that need it and can't find it. I wouldn't try to profit from a, uh, from a crisis. Even with my supplement brand, I see a lot of supplement owners now trying to remarket all of their products for the coronavirus and i see advertising on facebook for coronavirus this coronavirus that out of their supplements i won't even do that i think that's cheap and kind of selling selling out there was to a now guy change the narrative. Uh, there was some conspiracy and change the narrative of how your products are supposed to work now to, I mean, it was a guy it was a guy selling like, like but 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 I, I tell you this steve but but even though i won't do it I'm not going to automatically shit on this guy for doing it because, you know, pricing and, and being able to set pricing is kind of part of a, of a free market. So even though I personally have a, have a problem with it, I don't know if I would, if I would shit on somebody else that, that chooses to do it because I mean, as long as it's not really illegal, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I will say it's hypocritical, especially in a state like Tennessee because of their politics that they're coming down on the sky. Because they're supposed to be this, you know, like you said, free market and all this stuff. They're a state that, like, they they make schools teach creationism and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm apolitical. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying it's kind of hypocritical that they came down hard on this guy. But their other policies are, and if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so if you think about it, and if you think, and if you think about it uh, maybe these things at the store were 50 cents a dollar at the store, at the price of the store had checked. But he... He actually added value to the item by by picking it up, you know, relocating it and making it available for home delivery. It, when maybe some of those stores might might end up being closed or whatnot, who knows? He might have added. Again, I I personally wouldn't do it. I wouldn't jump up to to try to profit from a crisis. I'd, I'd be the first one to to try to help anybody in need, just because I think that's what we should all do. But we do live in a society of laws and if wall street people are going to profit off of this on the upside, I don't see why we're going to shit on some guy who, you know, he put this stuff in his garage. This, this dude is not some big, big shot. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to get shitted on and, and he's not even going to be the guy to make the most money out of this crisis at the end of the day. So that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Well, it's a happy ending. He's uh, ending up, uh, he's going to be donating it 
Um, so um, it's going to end up being a happy ending in the end. So, um, yeah, I mean, me and you, Rick, we have a disagreement on this. I think what he did was, you know, ridiculous, psychopathic. But I mean, you have your pace. So oh good. yeah, I think the bad press. I think the bad. I think look, I think the bad press and the and the and the embarrassment is enough to for him. I don't think government should come down on him. You know, that's just different. But yeah, I mean, I, I think him being dragged out in the media and being embarrassed and maybe his neighbors being pissed at him, I mean, and him getting nasty messages, that's kind of, you, you, pull, you, did, you did something kind of fucked up. That, that's normal. It's what happens today in this connected day and age. But that from now, the, his government uh, trying to, you know, go and, and flex on him and make an example out of them when there's so many people getting, getting away with murder in, in the banking industry and investments and all that. It's that I don't, I don't particularly, I'm not particularly for that. Yeah. All right. So this is one last one. Let's see your opinion on this. Cause a lot of, uh, a lot of, I want to hear your opinion. This is a story of a jet blue passenger flew from New York to Florida he got the call before he boarded the flight that he had tested positive for coronavirus and he was visibly sick and he still got on the plane anyway. So I want to hear your opinion on this, dude. I want to hear if you, if you agree with most everyone, like 99.9% .9 of people who say this guy should be fucking arrested and thrown in jail. Or if you think, yeah, you know what, what I did, Hey, I knew I had it, you know, tough shit. I'm still getting on the plane because I need to get to Florida. So what's your opinion on this one? Well, you have two, two ways to go about it. One, obviously an asshole. You don't do that. This thing, it's, uh, it can spread real fast, real easy, and you're in a, in a box with a bunch of people. So you're real asshole. On the other hand, also, you also have to remember this dude was probably running a fever, was probably sick. His mind might have been not, not, in, not all there. He might have been desperate. He might have thought his life was in danger and maybe get into Florida around people that could help him or who knows was going to save his life somehow. And he got, he got desperate. So it's, it's tough. You know, I, I don't, I don't know because maybe when he made the decision, he was, he was sick, run a fever, didn't, didn't know, didn't really think it, think it through. But at the same token, it's really responsible being a real asshole a move to make to just be, you know, put everybody at risk, everybody, other people's families and everybody at risk. So that, that, those are my two, my two sides of it, right? Because you always want to look at both sides of the situation. And it sounds like somebody who's probably desperate and scared. I mean, look, if you're sick and you're putting yourself through air travel, I mean, as uncomfortable as, as it is to, to get through airport, the lines, security, you're on your feet, the airplane, the comfortable plane, uncomfortable plane, right? You're putting yourself through all of this when you're sick you probably have a damn good reason to do it because most people would, would say it at home. Maybe he had, maybe he didn't have any kind of support group around him where he lived, had nobody bring him food or, or take him to a doctor and, and he got desperate and went back to his family. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, this guy is just the epitome of uh, a selfish society. Um, you know, I, I'm, I just, I'm flabbergasted. What was so important that he had to get on a plane to Florida? He couldn't like drive there when he had the fever and he, when he was sick, not feeling well. And he got the call, they had coronavirus and he knew that this thing was contagious and other people could get it. And he still got on a plane with people. 
I mean, the, it's just um, it blows my mind. And this guy, they his name from as of now, his name is not out there. I don't know how they managed to keep his name a secret. He must be someone really well known or something. I have no clue. But like this guy is a piece of shit, like in my mind. Because if I was on that plane or my family member was on that plane, you know, and he put them in danger, that's that to me, like I would, you know, I would really, really um be looking at different avenues, um, you know, and, and I, you know, this isn't a hundred, 200 years ago where you can just like take someone and fucking beat the shit out of them. I mean, nowadays it's, it's, it's in the court, you know, it's a situation where this is a lawsuit. So JetBlue did ban him for life and he was on a plane with his wife as well. So I'm not sure what she was thinking. Um, I don't know if maybe she's abused or something, but what was she thinking not convincing him not to go on the plane? And I, I don't understand that one either. So, um, you know, and how many other people are sick and they get on planes? How many other people know that they have the coronavirus or know they have the flu or know they have some other contagious virus or disease or something and they still got on a plane anyway? It happens every day. This guy just happened to get caught. And um, so I'm sure this happens all the time, man. And that's one of those things when you're flying on a plane, no matter what guys always make sure you have the hand sanitizer um, from the, the stuff that I've heard from the experts, supposedly a mask is not going to do you very much good on a plane. Um, but but the thing you want to avoid is touching stuff. So maybe wear gloves when you're on the plane and make sure you're always washing your hands, um, you know, constantly um, because you don't want to be touching stuff because they, they don't clean these planes in between flights. And Rick flies a lot more than I do. And he, he knows that, um, you know, they don't have time to clean the plane. I mean, the flight attendants get paid almost minimum wage. I mean, they, they don't give a fuck, you know? So um, it's extremely dirty. It's just like what we talked about earlier about the gym. The a plane is a petri dish. Um, you got people from all over the world traveling, all kinds of viruses, all kinds of bacteria, in and out, in and out, in and out on the plane. They use the plane nonstop um, as much as they can to get the mileage out of it. So um, just be smart when you're traveling, guys. And again, just like the gym, I would not be getting on a plane right now um, at all you, because we're seeing in, in Chicago – a few days ago, lines of people in line for hours and hours trying to get through immigration and customs. And they're like right up on each other. Um, so it's, it's really, really bad. And um, yeah, best thing to do right now, guys, stay indoors. But we're going to talk more about this stuff in part two, guys. Appreciate you guys listening to the show for Evolution Radio, Steve Smee and Rick. We'll talk to you guys next episode. See you guys later. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.